today on CityCast Philly. We're taking a trip down 95 South to D.C. CityCast D.C. host Bridget Todd is here to give me a local's guide to the nation's capital and chat about how our cities compare. It's Tuesday, August 22nd. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Trinae. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad to have you. When was the last time you were in D.C.? The last time I went to D.C. was a day trip. It was epic. It was back in February. A friend and I, we were like, hey, you want to go get some like food? I'm like, yeah, where are we going? We're going to go down to D.C. <laughs> so we went to this spot called Honeymoon, Honeymoon Chicken. Oh, Honeymoon Chicken. I just I just got food from there the other day. Well, the real question is, did you get the honey, the regular honey or the honey spicy? I don't remember. We got a bunch of stuff off the menu and just went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Then a couple of doors down, we went to this independent bookstore called Loyalty. And they had such a great selection of books and arts and crafts and all that type of stuff. We then made our way down to U Street. And that's like my favorite area of D.C. And we went to the Ben's Chili Hot Dog spot. Ben's Chili Bowl, (laughs) a D.C. staple. Yes. And I wanted it all. I wanted the works. So I got, what is it, a foot long? Like, what what do y'all call it again? A half smoke. I'm glad that you've had one because that would be one of my big suggestions that anybody in D.C. definitely experience, which is a half smoke from Ben's Chili Bowl. If um, Miss Ali is there, the like owner who is in her 90s, who is a sweetheart, say hello to her, get a picture with her. She is delightful. And Bridget, I don't know why, but I had, so you have to, you have to remember, I've just had honeymoon fried chicken and the sides and the bread and uh, like a margarita situation. I then had a hot dog with chili. And then like, maybe like an hour later, I went a couple doors down and went to have Mexican food with more margaritas on a (laughs) Sunday. (laughs) So you were feeling good. Your tummy was happy. You were eating good. This is what DC is all about. Making sure that you leave having had more drinks than you probably should, (laughs) having eaten more than you probably should. And really feeling good about it. Yes, I loved it and I can't wait to go back. All right, so now I got to hear the last time you were in Philly. The last time I was in Philly, I was there for a family event. It was like a special event at this cheese shop, the DeBruno Brothers. Oh, yeah, Philly Staple. Yep, they did a whole thing where they basically it was like the tasting night. And so you did cheese and meat tastings and then they had wine pairings. It was fantastic. I kind of like your trip to D.C. I feel like I left full of salted meats and booze <laughs> in a good way. Right, right. Um, yeah, it was great. I And then we went to bars after. Um, but what I liked about Philly was that I feel like it's a really good bar city. Like lots of good bar options, lots of good dive bars. Like I, I like a good dive bar. D.C. kind of has bars that are kind of pretending to be dive bars, maybe kind of dressing up like dive bars. Mm-hmm. 
calling themselves dive mm-hmm. bars, despite the fact that they just opened a year ago and they're brand new. I feel like Philly really has a good bar scene that I really like that DC doesn't have necessarily. We do. And for anyone listening, if you want to take a look back into the archives, we did a whole episode about dive bars that actually exist in our city where you can actually still smoke. So that exists in our city. Yeah. I, I see your your face. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, I would say when I compare Philly to D.C., I feel like the kind of gritty vibe that some places in D.C. are trying to go for, Philly actually genuinely has. Bridget, what's a neighborhood that I have to visit when I'm in D.C.? Oh, I would say probably U Street. I think of it as the most historic. You've already said you like it. Lots of good food, lots of good drinks, just lots of good vibes. Like it's, I go for a walk every day and when I get to the U Street stretch of the walk, I just feel like people are looking at you in the face and smiling and saying hello. And it just, it feels good. It's a neighborhood that makes me feel like I am in DC. So definitely U Street. All right. What about food? What's some more food I can add to my menu? (laughs) Um, We also are known for pupusas. So if you can get some pupusas, I would recommend that as well. What is that? A pupusa is a dish that I believe is, is, or it originates in El Salvador. It's kind of like a corn, like a corn patty that has a cheese or meat filling that you eat with pickled cabbage. Mm, It is delicious. It is delicious. Okay. And then in terms of an activity, what should I do if I'm in D.C.? If you're in D.C., I might say check out Rock Creek Park. D.C., even though it's a city, it it has a lot of great green spaces. You could also go kayaking on the Potomac, which is always fun, or go roller skating at Anacostia Park. Fun fact, it is the only national park that you, in the United States that you could go roller skating at. So Ooh, I love that. Fun activities outside. Okay, Bridget, we've got a lot of great recommendations in this episode. All right, but what's something that maybe we should skip in our cities? Oh, so many things. <laughs> I would say the monuments, if you went on a tour of Washington, D.C. in fifth grade, you don't really need to see them again. And you certainly don't need to go when it's 95 degrees outside in the blazing sun. One of my most embarrassing childhood memories was going on a school trip to D.C. to see the monuments. And it was so hot and I was so thirsty that I cried. Aww. It was so sad. It was very hot. So, yeah, if you've got, if you've got kids with you, don't do that to your kid. Okay. Like, come on, don't 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 schlep your kid across a hot, hot. Or the real thing is, if you want, if you still want to see them, go at night. The monuments are much cooler at night, temperature-wise and like ambiance-wise. That's a great tip. Okay, similar. You know, both of our cities we have a lot of history, national history. I would say it's all right. Just skip the Liberty Bell. Just Google it. <laughs> Google Maps it. It it's not worth standing in the line again in that hot sun. Go somewhere else. Go to the National Constitution Center. They have air conditioning. (laughs) I would recommend you do that. Just skip the Liberty Bell. Yeah, I tried to see it once in the line. There was like a big crowd around it. And even then I was like, I feel like I get the gist. Yeah, you get it. You get it. It's got a crack I get it. It's a bell. It's got (laughs) a crack. crack. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Bridget, I'm curious. How do you get to Philly? Do you take the bus, the train? Do you drive? I mean, I feel like anybody who has spent any time on this side of the country, on the East Coast, 
probably has a sense of how you can travel between the two cities. But in case you don't, uh, Amtrak is always a good option. It's pretty cheap if you get your tickets in advance or like $10. What? I find $10? the Amtrak to Philly. <laughs> if you get it in, in, now if you do it day of because you're taking a spontaneous trip like you, it might not be $10, but it's pretty quick. I find it like very, you know, it's one of those trips where by the time you start thinking about it, you're almost there. Right, so it's right. a pretty good option to have. Okay. Um, the bus is a little bit longer because of traffic. It's about three hours, generally around $20 to $25. You could also drive. It's about a two-hour drive from Philly to D.C. Parking can be a little bit of a nightmare in D.C. I don't know what it's like in Same. Philly, but I have to imagine it's also bad. You ever heard of Parking Wars? Oh, my God. That show was in Philly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I used to watch it all the time. Oof. Yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> Good luck. So if you are planning on traveling, I maybe wouldn't drive. So you don't wind up on parking wards. Yeah. And also, like, gas is almost $4 here in the city. Oh, well, yeah. Another reason to take the train or the bus. Bridget, I love that you gave us a label or you identified us as gritty. And I like that because we are. So um, I'm curious, what else do you think about Philly? So to be really clear, so I don't get any Philly folks angry at me, I mean gritty with love. I mean Thank that you. as a compliment. <laughs> uh, it is something that I really enjoy about being in Philly. I think of Philly as a place that is maybe a bit more neighborhoody than D.C., more like community-based than D.C. I think it's a city that is really beautiful because a lot of the buildings are old and historic. D.C. has that too, but there's something about being in Philly that I feel like, at least for me, it seems to come out more than, maybe I'm just more used to D.C. at this point. But I also, something I like about both of our cities is that they're often compared to New York. Oh, so gosh. I feel like both both <laughs> D.C. and Philly might have a little bit of that second city envy as we stand in the shadow of New York, even though Philly is a lot more fun than New York. I've lived in New York. It is not that fun. Philly is definitely a more fun city. You can quote that, put that in the paper, attribute it to me. <laughs> Philly is the more fun city. Well, thank you. I, I love this assessment. Now, all right, I'm going to agree with you. I feel like, yeah... We're not in New York's shadow. We're our own city, and we need to be proud of it. I love your assessment about our neighborhoods. Yes, we are definitely a city of neighborhoods. We come from, you know, roots of working class families. And so, you know, that's really prevalent in the community work that happens all around the city. Okay, so here's my take on D.C., I love, 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 love the free museums. <laughs> I, I think it's such a great city for young professionals. A lot of my girls, they go down to D.C. when they want to do a birthday weekend. I think D.C. is romantic. Ooh. I, I think so. Like some of the hotels and the accommodations that's, that are down there, I think it's, it's I think it's romantic. And also, I think D.C. is such a great spot, again, for families. There's so much history. That's what I love. Y'all's metro system is way nicer than ours. I love the music culture. I love Go-Go. The first times I was down in D.C., I just fell in love with that go-go sound and just the energy that uh, local artists have. I love that. I love the history of U Street. Like I mentioned, uh, Busboys and Poets is one of my favorite spots uh, down in D.C. And yeah, it's just, you guys have a great city. 
I will thank you. I think that's something that makes DC unique is our is all the different styles of music that originate in DC, which a lot of people don't know about. So good on you for knowing about Go-Go. And also like punk music, hardcore music. There's a lot that has been originated in the streets of DC, which is something that I love about living here. I just thought of my all-time favorite thing about Philly, and that is the word John. Ugh. It can be used for anything. I knew, I, you I all had have... a feeling we was going to take you here. Okay, all right, <laughs> tell me. Well, I feel like it's kind of like, this is something I love about cities in the, on the East Coast that are not New York. We have our own distinct languages. And I think that if you were not from the Mid-Atlantic region, you might not know that the way that somebody talks in New D.C. versus Baltimore versus Philly, they're going to have their own little language. Mm-hmm. And I think that people just think of us, all of those cities on the I-95 corridor as the same, but our cultures are also distinct and so interesting. So that's something that I think is... I, that I love about Philly. And I, I think it's something I love about DC as well, just that how how unique our different languages are. Now, do y'all have an equivalent to the word John? Because John, for those that don't know, is a noun. It can mean anything. You can call an object a John. You can call a person a John. You talking to the John over there? Um, <laughs> uh, so d- does DC have something that's similar to that? I would probably, if I had to, to say something, it'll probably be the word mo, which is generally like you could think of it as a synonym for man, guy. It's a it's a word that we use a lot. One of our cringiest little jokes that I actually kind of love is we have a neighborhood called Adams Morgan, which is sometimes shortened to Admo. And one of the little jokes that somebody has, has made a mural of in Adams Morgan is like, oh, how does someone from D.C. learn how to do math? Admo. So I think it's comparable, maybe. I remember after Trump got elected, the images from protests in Philly, my favorite protest sign was, this John is out of pocket, (laughs) (laughs) which said so much without saying that much at all. Okay, so let me let me like explain a little bit like of why I'm like doing deep breathing right now when you said John. (laughs) It's just (sighs) growing up, that's it, it was just natural, right? But then there was a time, I don't know what happened, when like new people coming into Philly start using and got a hold of the word John. And then it was like, oh, you know, businesses started using it as a marketing tool. So it was just like, and so I guess like to your point, like like things start getting cringy when like non-native people start, you know, using your city's language in a different way or like like try to use it like in a comical way and it's like that's just like how we talked right why Oof. like why are we putting slapping jaw on everything and so it's just like <laughs> my gosh you guys oh, gotta chill I feel your pain <laughs> well that's the thing I mean back to my my feeling around Philly being this like gritty place you can't commodify grit. You can't commodify those things that make these cities unique and special. They're real to the city. And when you try to slap it on a bumper sticker, it just doesn't work. And in a city like Philly, where everybody is so authentic, people will call you out on mm-hmm. it. Okay. So I want to talk about maybe some some stereotypes of DC that I'm familiar with. Like it's pretty much like a culture of very career driven people, right? 
that's definitely what we have the reputation as. We just did an episode breaking down some of DC stereotypes. So my co-host, Mike Schaefer, has argued in that episode that DC is a place where people often move for their job. And so even though we get a negative rap for being careerist, sometimes it's really more like, oh, we are just are passionate about our jobs and passionate about what we do. We live here because of this job that we're passionate about. And so that's how it comes across. So it's not, not necessarily a negative thing, but I do think there's a connotation in D.C. that we are all about our jobs. Now, I was looking for nicknames. So, like, Philly is known as a city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, a city of neighborhoods. And I was like, oh, yeah, D.C., Chocolate City, which referred to a time when there was a really large black population in the city. Do y'all still go by that nickname? Is that still relevant to y'all? Oh, this is... How much time? Oh, do you gosh. Have? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I still affectionately call it that. I would say demographic data might suggest that we might be more of a latte city than a, than a chocolate city these days. But it's still it's I, I've lived in D.C. for most of my life. So I definitely affectionately think about it as chocolate city. And the demographic data of who actually lives here will never really change that for me because it's about something else. One of the reasons I love living in D.C. is that it was a city where Black folks historically have been able to amass political power and that, you know, we have Black mayors. Like, we really have been able to historically flex a kind of social and political capital and power that is, like, really meaningful. And so for me, it's really not about the demographic data of who lives here, who happened to move here, who happened to have left here. It's really about a legacy that, like, nothing will change. And so even even as D.C. becomes more of a latte city, will always be, you know, will always be chocolate city to me. All right. That was CityCast D.C. host Bridget Todd. Bridget, thank you so much for all these recs, for the conversation. I can't wait to get back to D.C. I can't wait to get back to Philadelphia. Thanks for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about a trip to D.C., tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.